Hello, welcome to the offices of Privacy International in London. Privacy International is an NGO that defends the right to privacy worldwide through research, litigation, campaigning and working with other NGOs around the world. My name's Lucy Purden, I'm a Senior Policy Officer at Privacy International and with me is Chris. Hi Chris. Hi Lucy, I'm Christopher Weatherhead. I am Lead Technologist at Privacy International and I'm also a Senior Researcher. Today we're talking about how you can get involved helping us to ask Google to improve the privacy of cheap smartphones around the world. So there's activity going on all the time on phones. And this kind of brings us to research that you've been doing, Chris, which is looking at phones around the world. You know, these are the cheaper phones, the cheaper end of the market, cheap smartphones that come with pre-installed apps. So these are apps that you can't delete. And so we've seen that on other phones as well. You buy a phone and it comes with these apps that you can't, like the shares one or something like that, that you're just like, what is this and why have I got this? We can't delete it. But you've actually been looking into different kinds of phones and different kinds of pre-installed apps. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yes. Yeah, so this stems from PI's work that we we believe that privacy shouldn't be a luxury. So as you get to more expensive phones, particularly when you get to Apple devices, you end up finding the pre-installed apps on those sort of devices usually are all first party, they're Apple products, and their data control practices are usually quite good. Most of the processing of data is done on the device. When you go to the other end, the cheaper, particularly where they're almost all exclusively Android devices, you find that the devices at such a low cost, it's sort of $20 or $30 US in cost, that there's actually almost no margin on the device at all. In fact, it might be a negative margin on the device. It's actually costing the manufacturer to sell the device. And instead, they're subsidizing the device based on the data of the user who's using it and collecting that data instead. And we believe this is wrong. It doesn't matter what your budget, you should still have some level of privacy. And a lot of the ways that these apps behave is kind of very grey, questionable data practice, data sharing behavior in its own right. We've seen examples, we did a report earlier in the year on a Philippines phone, for example, where one of the first things the phone does when you turn it on is uh, asks for all of your personal information to do registration for the manufacturer's warranty. But the way it sends this information is unencrypted. Uh, Anyone on a network that the phone's connected to could collect all that information which includes your age your gender location and includes actually the unique identifier of the phone itself the imei and it's just one example of like there's many other apps that will do things like sending data to third-party advertisers or ad networks or other kinds of data brokers so this was in the philippines you know privacy international has partners all over the world but this was one particular instance where we had a phone that was brought back from the philippines yeah this phone has actually a little bit of a story behind it One of our colleagues travelled to the Philippines to meet our Philippine partners and as she got through UK border control, her personal phone broke. It just stopped working. So she got into Manila Airport and was like, I need a phone. I need need to check in with PI to say that I've arrived safely, etc. So she literally went to the phone shop and found the cheapest Android phone she could find. So that's how we got our hands on this phone specifically. So it was essentially chosen at random. It wasn't even like, we know this phone has got X, Y, or Z on it. It came with other apps, not just 
the registration app, which is put on there by the manufacturer for the manufacturer's warranty. But it comes with other third-party apps. For example, it comes with Facebook, and Facebook has got an addition of Facebook, Facebook Lite, which you can't uninstall. It has a background service that's communicating with Facebook that you can't disable. And we've done previous work around how Facebook is collecting information on devices about non-Facebook users using their SDK. And this service would actually work with that. It is actually one of the the most popular phones in the Philippines. It sells, what, millions, this phone? Uh, yeah, it's, so the phone is a MYA2 by my phone and it is one of the most popular phones in the philippines as you say for its price point it's exceptionally popular it's also a philippine brand phone my phone is a philippines company they only sell to philippines and china so it's like a relatively insular market in that sense so somebody buys this cheap phone, like our colleague at the airport who just needed something really quickly, bought the cheapest one that she could, and then put all of this registration details. And then on the home screen, there's just all of these icons of apps that you don't know what they are and you can't delete them. What kind of apps are they and why can't you delete them? And what are they doing that we're concerned about? When you first turn it on, particularly Android phones, have often got what are called pre-installed apps or sometimes more often referred to as bloatware which is software which the manufacturer believes is useful to you but this software doesn't necessarily go through all the same procedures that an app you would get from something like the play store goes through the google play store so you'll sometimes find apps that aren't even in the google play store on your device It'll be unclear who made this app, why it's been pre-installed, and it may be sending data or sharing data with third parties without your knowledge. Pre-installed apps often have the ability to use permissions that are outside of Android's standard permissions model. So where you'd usually get prompted to access the microphone, the camera, or your location data, these apps may already have that kind of information pre-accepted or use a different method to collect that information. So you have very little control over where this information comes from and how it's used. You don't know that the app is collecting this or they have the permission already to switch on your camera or your microphone. Yep, that's possible. And then you can't then uninstall these apps either. They are included in the system side of the phone, which on Android devices is read-only. There's no ability to delete them. So we're talking about Android phones. Android is made by Google. And Google's a manufacturer in itself of phones as well. But there are lots of other manufacturers as well. Yeah, as you say, we're looking at a number of devices. So the Android operating system in of itself is a free and open source operating system. Anyone can bundle it on a phone. We're specifically looking at Android certified partners. These are companies and manufacturers that are allowed to use the android brand use the android logo call their devices android devices and from the phone's point of view they're allowed access to a few extra services so they must bundle the google services but they also allows them to pass things like safety net which is part of the android operating system that's about the security of the device and a device must pass safety net to allow you to use something like Android Pay. 
So these are like the devices that have the most functionality with Google. Google is aware of the issues on pre-installed apps. They run the certification process and part of their certification process, they look at the images that are going to be used on phones, the software that's going to be put on the phone. They mainly look at security vulnerabilities more than necessarily privacy invasion, but they do do analysis as part of their certification process. But we feel at PI at least that Google could do more. So these pre-installed apps, there's no actual requirement necessarily for most of them to be uninstallable. We believe you should be able to uninstall them as the end users should have full control over their own device, especially if they've paid for it. So the range of these pre-installed apps must be quite broad if they're all different across phones and manufacturers. Yep, there's a wide plethora and the reasons that they end up on a device it may be a contractual relationship between a company like Facebook and a manufacturer like Samsung, where there's an exchange of money that every Samsung device will come with Facebook's WhatsApp and Instagram pre-installed. Or it might be that the manufacturer can make additional money by having advertisements in their own version of things like the browser app or the email app. Or they might just have been apps that the manufacturer thought the end user would need or might need, especially when we're talking in the context of low cost devices. Some places where these are sold, internet connectivity is very expensive. If it's things like games, which are sometimes quite large, the manufacturer might ship these in the belief that the end user might find this useful software. So these phones are very cheap and people are literally paying with their privacy and their security. And that's not fair. They don't even know that this is happening on their phone. They're paying with their data in essence. It's unclear because of the way that these apps operate, how the data is being collected. And then we're in a very luxurious position. We often talk about Samsung S10s or Huawei's or iPhones. In a lot of parts of the world, the choice of phones is very limited. They might all be made by Chinese manufacturers you've never heard of. It might even be unclear as to which ones are Google certified devices. It's not beyond Chinese manufacturers to put packaging on the box to make it look like they're a certified partner when they're not. You buy the phone, you're paying with your data. And we believe that when it is a Google certified device, that shouldn't be the case. You should have some protection and that's what that certification provides. So we're asking that people help us to ask Google to change things. We think our asks are very reasonable. And we have this letter that we've written along with 50 other human rights organisations. But we're also asking people to sign our petition as well that we'll also present to Google. So if you can go to privacyinternational.org forward slash petition, all the information's there, including a lot of the information that we've spoken about today. And we'd really appreciate getting as many signatures as possible from as many countries as possible, because this is a global problem. And, you know, we're sitting in London with our iPhones on the table and talking about a phone, you know, that was $20 in the Philippines where people are just being exploited really for their data. So we really want to make this a global project and make sure that we can raise standards across the world. So everyone listening has a real chance to improve people's privacy around the world. So please do go to the website and sign the petition. Although our focus is on the low cost devices, the problem exists in almost all devices. So even if you have an expensive phone, you often still get bloatware pre-installed on it. 
and this petition is equally as relevant to you. Thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed it and don't forget you can get involved. If you believe that privacy shouldn't be a luxury, sign our petition at privacyinternational.org forward slash petition and help us ask Google to better protect the privacy security of our phones. Subscribe to our mailing list, action.privacyinternational.org. You can also follow us on Twitter and Mastodon at privacyint, Instagram, Facebook and YouTube at Privacy International. Music courtesy of Glassboy, licensed under Creative Commons. Produced by Max Bernal for Privacy International.